Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 267 of At Odds with Wrestling. Joe and Adam here. Adam, hello. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm cold. I refuse to turn the heat on, but other than that, I'm fine. My heat's been on for like a month. Oh, see, I, I, I can only turn it on in the bedroom just so I don't, like, die. But the rest of the house, like, it's it's jacket weather in my living room. See, I like sleeping when it's cold. I got no problem with that. Like, even though we have the heat on, um, my wife has, like, two blankets on while she sleeps. And I'd, like, have just a sheet, maybe. Right? That, that's why you're sick all the time, Joe. Yeah, I'm sick all the time. <laughs> you're a constant state of being a sickly boy. <laughs> I will say, though, uh, you know, obviously when we turn the heat on and it's been this way, like, for the last couple of weeks um you know because we have the heat just sitting and like we don't get into like the the fucking duct work and the vents and everything and like dust all that shit out mm. but turning on the heat kicks up all that dust in the house and then i'm just like my kids coughing i could feel my like asthma kicking in you know yeah um yeah that's that, that so that's it that's it uh but it was a nice day got like the, the weather's you know and again uh, I'm uh making now a concerted effort going into 2024 that my new re- New Year's resolution is adding to the list of my pet peeves of shit I'll never do is talk about the weather on any podcast I'm on. <laughs> okay. So I'm done. Yeah, you're going to add it to the list. That way you won't do it, right? Right. Okay. All right. I'll, I'm interested to see how long that lasts. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to – if I have to print out the list and, like, redo, like, a whole segment on these shows about the list and the updated things and, like, relitigate some of these things – yeah, um, I feel like yeah. you need to go over the list again with Todd because I feel like that's more at risk of coming up on After Dark. Mm, gotcha. Well, After Dark, we talk about food now. It's the food show. <laughs> that's true. Get a cease and desist from Doug from Wings on Wings if you keep talking about food. No, nah, it'll be okay. Doug's, yeah. Doug's got other things to to litigate, <laughs> to keep himself busy with. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, Joe, we promised, uh, I will just say up front, we promised a couple big announcements for this show. So I'm going to break the news right here and now. Next week, we will be recording on time on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I will not be taking a show off. Uh, I have not done that in a couple years. But we are joined once again by our pals, Brett and DJ, for a a We Need At Odds super show. Yay! Yeah, looking forward to that. And also... I hope everybody has done their homework as Joe requested and went and listened or re-listened to last week's final wrestling place because later in the show, we have a big announcement as far as who the next conversations with Joe uh, guest will be. So you got you to listen to the show. We're going to randomly insert it later. Yeah. And like homework's back as well. So oh. I might have loose lips on the uh, Patreon show about some other stuff. I don't know. Um, and also, I was already requested by Scott, our previous guest, on Conversation with Joe. Um, what the hell time did he text me today? <laughs> it was like at 5 o'clock. And, or it was like 4.30. <laughs> and he's like, send me the fucking review of the show from homework. <laughs> I go, we didn't even record it yet. So we'll tell him it'll be in his Patreon inbox tonight around midnight. Exactly. I yeah. said, well, I go, it's probably not. I go, it's not going to be up until later tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I got to edit it. You know, all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Post-production, I put those through, you know. Exactly. Get that in there. 
So, all right, big show, Joe. All right, got lots of stuff to get into. Hope you like clips, motherfucker. I love clips. And now, At Odds With Wrestling presents This Day in Wrestling History. I just got my email that the uh, zombie sailor uh, Broski and uh, Nick Gage are available for pre-order. Oh, hey, look at that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's more expensive this time. Like if they gave... (laughs) If there was a discount? Yeah, I doubt it. You know, I I doubt it as well. I can't wait until I get it so I can post my picture saying, thank you, zombie. You know? Mm -hmm. Thank you for taking my money and holding on to it for like six months and then being mean if I had questions. Six months? Well, I don't know. Whenever it's going to take to come out. What, What world you're living in? Six months. Hey, I just hit the 11 month anniversary of pre-ordering the Gargano, but that's for a segment later in the show. I have all eat no heaters loaded up if you need it. <laughs> um, so there's a bunch of stuff that happened in this day in wrestling history. I'm not covering everything. We're going to cover the juicy stuff this week, the meaty stuff, the good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so head to head Monday Nitro and Monday Night Raw 25 years ago. Um, Nitro has stuff going on. You know, the, the big centerpiece angle, of course, is Hulk Hogan's running for president. Um, Barry Windham shows up, um, released from his World Wrestling Entertainment contract. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow shows up, released from his ECW contract. All the stars are here. But um, this is finally something that's really starting to filter in over on Nitro, and it's going to become a bigger piece as we roll into 1999. So we really, and it's, and a lot of it's been on Thunder, you know? But we really need to focus on this here because our good friend Todd has already gotten mentioned twice on this show. And that'll be the last time. Uh, and that's going on my list as well. I'm not mentioning Todd on this show anymore. 2024. <laughs> I can get behind that rule. So Todd likes to rib us and say, or li- rib me, and say that Raven is sad Scotty Flamingo. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do when sad Scotty Flamingo, Adam, is also sad? So this is off the network, and the fact that they edited the WWF music for WCW Raven. But look at Scott. The most talked about candidate. Looking good. Okay, so he looks super hot. We also understand on canyons with him. Also looking not super hot, but he's oiled up, so that's all As well, Fred Hard will I don't cut him so short. You member of the horsemen and Chris Jericho defends the TV belt. Not wearing a shirt, Raven. Wiping his eyes. (laughs) He's wearing actual jeans instead of like his cut offs, you know? Yeah. Oh, Feeling so good, looking good. With the ups and downs, his emotional a multi-person life, sign for Raven. Ride. Some days he's interested in wrestling, other days he really isn't. You know, Saturn has divulged recently that his family has a history of mental illness, and maybe he needs some psychological help. Maybe I think it's pretty well known he does. We knew that when he first arrived at WCW, and now his spiral downward has caused this clockless. Isn't oh listen to these people. Don't they know he's going through a lot right now? Very unsupportive. Boots aren't even tied. Mickey Jane ploring him to get on here. When I was a child. <laughs> no simpy. 
They don't really care about your childhood, as you can hear. Just like Judy Bagwell, my mom used to tell me where to go, what to do, and when to do it. Would you bring Judy up and well, she's I'm a an now. And WCW is not going to tell me when to wrestle or who I have to wrestle or how I have to do it. So you can just have this match without me. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Refusing to perform. Refusing to wrestle. Doing the arm thing like he's like jonesing for heroin. What are you doing? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Please, I'm begging you. Nobody in WCW gets more airtime without wrestling than you. So I'm begging you, please wrestle this match. Sorry, Canyon, that's a lie. <laughs> Snap out of it, Raven. I argue he doesn't get enough airtime. Raven, come on, I'm begging to wrestle. Well, I'll tell you what, Raven. If you're not going to wrestle this match, well, then I'm going to get my shtick in. More bogey time for me. <laughs> Canyon's such a cornball. I love it. He walked we're going to Canyon stick your smell. And Rath wants Raven. You just can't predict Raven's mindset from week to week. As you know, Canyon is keeping it real in the 90s, and he's doing it with the question. So even though I'm supposed to wrestle Glacier in the next segment, since Glacier... Draven took it upon himself to decide he's not going to wrestle, well then I'm going to get the question in. So what I have to ask, right, everybody, all you world-class Wichita wussies is No. <laughs> Who's better than Canyon? Nobody. No. no. Oh, cheap shot. Oh, for a harbor shot there, a bunch of horse shit. Uh, but oh, this, this is the build to all that Raven stuff that I love so much. As much as I love the Raven ECW stuff, like this goofy shit is so much better. Yeah, and it's like their commentary is being mean to poor Raven. Like he's mental health is important. We need to take more care of ourselves. And like people should stop. Like maybe instead of quote the Raven, it should have just been like, how's the Raven? Like, are you okay? Right. <laughs> like, we shouldn't have been sweeping this under the rug. We should have seen what was wrong with them. I agree. I agree. So over on the uh, other channel over on Monday night, raw, we're the night after survivor series, deadly game. Again, we get the big homage to the Montreal screw job. Never before and never again will they reference back to that moment in time, right? Yeah, can't go to the well too often, you know? Right. But And then this Raw, it's the big reveal. They lay out the master plan. Austin comes in, and he's got an injunction from Judge Mills Lane, so you could pinpoint exactly <laughs> when in 1998 this is going on. Uh, they do Rock versus Austin as the main event of Raw, and people are going out of their goddamn mind. Well, we're not, we're not going to play any of that, right? Mm. As crazy as that is, and again, this is how jam-packed Raw is during this time. Here's another thing that happens on this episode of Monday Night Raw, okay? All right. Come on, work, damn you. No trying. <laughs> it's thinking. This is going great. Shh. <laughs> WWF title, there's a cover. It'll be live and 
there's Hawk right there. Oh, what's that? Hey, it's He's Hawk up. with a full head of hair. And street clothes. Hawk is yeah. here. Power bomb by Animal on edge. Just checking out what's the rigging of the Titan. He's climbing up on the, the lead edge of the Titantron. I have no idea what Hawk is doing. That Titantron is about, I don't know, 100 feet off the floor. What is he doing? What is he doing there? Get inside the it. Get inside. Get inside. Is this guy messed up again tonight? I don't know. What kind of shape is he in? You gotta wonder. You always wonder. Unfortunately, for this type, of, this type of condition, what kind of mental, and, mental and physical state Hawk could be in? My God, that's a little dangerous up there, King. A little. <laughs> so, Legion of Doom are counted out. Brazen, yeah. uh, <laughs> an animal event. He counted out, but look, this is not good. Hawk is up there. Folks, he's up there without a net. Oh, my God. I don't like this. Okay. Now, we're going to continue this. But I want to point out, somebody else mentioned this on Twitter today. How fucking irresponsible of WWF was them to let Hawk and shortly draws just climb up the Titantron with, like, no supports, no harness, no nothing. Like, obviously, we're going to get to the moment at the end of this. But, like... What if they fell like halfway up? That's still a long way down. Well, there's, is there like a, I mean, I, I know how this ends. Like there's not like a pad on the outside or anything. Is there? No. Maybe it's one of those collapsible, like it's, it looks like it's solid, but it's just a bunch of cardboard boxes, you know? No, that's an AEW thing. Okay. Then I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of stupid. I wouldn't want to climb that even if I wasn't doing a spot. Bad Mike. situation, JR. Folks, 911 has been called. Apparently, Hawk has threatened to jump. He's misleading you. You don't know. Calm down. The castle up there. Look at this. There's Paul Ellering. Hawk. Hawk, I wish I could say I know how you feel, but I can't. What I do know, Hawk, is that you're a troubled spirit. I know that, Hawk. And I also know that right now, you don't care very much about your life, but I care about your life. My family cares about your life. About my life. It's a good drunk my acting there by Hawk. Very <laughs> convincing. Was, uh, Hawk and Animal's Hawk, first manager. Listen to me, 15 Hawk. years ago. Remember when you, Animal, and I would drive down the highway and you told us the story of your mother? Six months before she died, Hawk, you knew about it, and she knew about it, and every day she told you, she told you that things were always worked out. You have to draw on that, Hawk. Shut you up. have to draw on that now. Hawk, you're not alone. There are everybody oh, in this I world, everybody in this world has failed, Hawk. We are not alone. You are the beginning Hawk, of my end. Hawk, please, come down here. I promise you, you Hawk. Animal will take it. We'll take it one line right at a time. And I can't. We'll take it wait. one hour at a you time. You stay down for me. Don't you even come up, Hawk. All right, Don't Draws is climbing up now. You can't go up there. The top of the Titantron's mic'd very well. So what? It hasn't been our best year, so what? 
There's always next year. Don't worry about it. Keep him Take away. Take it easy. This is not good. Take it easy up there. Get up. Hey, Get the hell away from me. You're the last person I want up here. Get away. Oh, come on now. Be careful up there. And that thing is shaky. Yeah. He's just holding on to like a, a random cable. Yes. Brother for so long. Don't, don't move. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Brother. Don't Get a shirt. No. Oh, what? That was a push. Good God. Oh, my God. Now, again, the, the subtlety of this angle, of course, that we'll find out later is that Draws was pushing drugs on Hawk, that he was the pusher man in all of this. Ah, subtlety of this, right? Yeah, it's it's that subtle. All right. So again, we have the Rock and Austin stuff. We have the big reveal. We have this, and you would think that this would be enough for a jam-packed Raw, Adam. But also on this episode of Raw, we get this moment. I'll give you a choice tonight. You have your choice of either fighting me, knowing I'm gonna kick your ass. Oh, what? He's talking to a real man's man, Stephen Regal here. Or, this is the part you want to listen to, feast your eyes on these wild cats. Whoa! No, no! Oh, don't do it. What a freaking cat. Again, if you haven't seen the video of this again. No! Regal selling it, of course. How about a vaccination? Now hold up, baby girl. We ain't closed no deals yet, okay? Or, here's the good part. I'm going to do something that I normally don't do. I'm doing this for the working man, if you will. I'm going to give you all three of these hoes for free for the whole night. Take it! Take it! All three of them. All three of them. No, no. Man, don't get nothing like that. <laughs> Easy, King. At least he's not settling by the pound. <laughs> now, normally, there's nothing I'd like more than to kick your head in. But I may be from England, but the last time I checked, my name's Stephen Regal, not Elton John. So I'll take the broads. That's a smart move. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Two things come out of this segment, right? All right. One, this is probably like the last hurrah for William Regal, the real Stephen Regal, the real man, man, right? He's too dehydrated to go on. (laughs) And I think this may have been either the last or very close to the last time that they stopped. um, uh, They vetted the girls from the local gentlemen's establishment a little bit better. Not any just, I, I was gonna say, any idea where this was, uh, f- like where this raw emanated from? Because, uh, no, hang on. Uh, this is from uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Well, that explains a lot. All right, all right, 
Kentucky not known for its high-end hose. All right, all right. Now, um, I said I'm not going to play all the Austin and Rock and McMahon stuff that happened uh, 25 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. 27 years ago, I really want to play all the Taz stuff that happened at November to Remember. I'll just get, say 95, November to Remember, Taz comes back from the injury. He does the heel turn, and for one year, him and Sabu are kept apart, and this is the November to Remember where they announce the pay-per-view unofficially. Okay. He calls out Sabu. They do the lights-on, lights-off gimmick with the two of them standing in the ring together. They're about to rush at each other, and the lights go out again, and they're both gone, right? Mm-hmm. And as big as a moment as that was that happened 27 years ago today... There was a bigger moment that happened at this November to remember, Adam. Even bigger than Taz Sabu. All right. Yes. Davey Morton, Tyler Jericho set to go one-on-one with Stevie Richard, but that's not Stevie's music. What the hell is this? <laughs> the BWO? Hey, there's that guy that Brent Pillman beat up. Instantly over. Oh, unreal. Yeah. Like, Stevie was already teetering on being a face from earlier in the year, 96, the match that he had with Sabu. But, like, if this doesn't cinch it. Who's that blue guy? And that's a, that's a chicken bone in his mouth. You got a smart Mark Gary. You got well, that. you know something, dude. Let me tell you, brother. Ever since me and the big guy. It's all been going down, brother. So now we're not taking it anymore, dude. So what you gonna do, daddy, with a BWO rumble on you? Hollywood Nova? Nova little Jack Pan? Like this must be Big Stevie Cool. <laughs> Poor meanie. Look at him. Right now, I'd like to start off with three simple words. We're taking over! God help us. I so wanted him to be world champ coming out of barely legal. I was I was mad at that punk guy for so long. Dude, we we talked about this, haven't we? Yeah, no, we definitely have. I'm just saying it again. Yeah. He was supposed to get the TV title. Yeah. No, I know. I just I was watching that match and it's like, oh man, it's his time. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, dude, I was a Stevie, like, as much as I loved Raven, like, I loved Stevie, too, and, like, I like to see the two of them, and, like, this was the beginning of, like, the face turn, 
You know, um, they do a match later on the show where, like, Stevie does live over the house mic commentary for the thing. Mm. And, like, he's really good at it. And, like, this is the thing that gets Stevie signed by WCW. And, like, uh, it's a whole bit. Like, it's crazy. Like, Stevie's run, like, over the next year from, like, November 96 to November 97. Like, it's just so crazy. And it all starts here with this BWO stuff. And the other thing I'm going to point out. So, like, they come out with the airbrush shirts, right? And they have, like, legitimate BWO shirts in, like, three months. Okay? Yeah, the the blue. Was that? I was going to say the blue uh, shirts with the white font. Yeah, Yeah, like, merch shirts, right? Yep. Yep, I still have How long did it take from Jericho? Wearing his airbrush Monday Night Jericho shirt to them actually selling Monday Night Jericho shirts, merch shirts. I think it was like eight months, right? Yeah. So to see the fact that WCW was just like, ah, let it go, right? And ECW was like, this is instantly over. We need to work on shirts. We need to work on designs. We need to get this done ASAP, right? Yeah, and it's kind of shocking that you're telling me it took three months. You know, I would have think that they could have, like, what took so goddamn long? It's not like they had to hire a graphic designer to come up with the unique new logo. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't as que- uh, quick and easy to flip and turn around as things are these days, even, you know? Yeah, I guess. Um, but that's the thing, like, during the year, they were just doing, like, these one-offs, you know? And they do this, like, one or two times, and, like, every time they do it, it's, like, more over and more over and more over. And it's like, all right, we'll get the shirts, right? Mm. Um, but we got one more. Go, go, go! Watch the Taz stuff from this. It's really good. I don't, you know, listen, we can't just play all fucking clips on this show. I wanna, but we can't. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So on this day in wrestling history, Adam, thirty-one years ago. If everyone wants to feel like super old, I was barely alive. Go ahead. Thirty-one years ago, we're heading into Survivor Series nineteen ninety-two. It's been built up. Razor Ramon and Ric Flair are going to take on the Ultimate Maniacs. Macho Man Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior. And just this past weekend was a Saturday Night's main event where we saw the Ultimate Maniacs take on the Money Incorporated. And at the end of the show, Bobby Heenan tells us that he's got information that Warrior's gone from the WWF. Now, this is what's being portrayed on TV. Little do we know that Warrior's been gone for like two weeks now for stooging himself off to Vince that he was having steroids shipped to his driver's house. I see nothing wrong with that. And the feds or whomever got the steroids. So just an empty package was delivered. (laughs) So warrior goes, Hey Vince, just so you know, I need to let you know, I ordered some steroids for me and uh, Davey boy. Uh, But I guess the postal service, the government got it. And they delivered an empty package. I'm doing my due diligence. I'm letting you know. And Vince is like, well, goddamn, pal, you know, we're trying to skirt this sort of thing. And the fact that, like, you're trying to do it and you got caught and you're sending it to your driver's house. You and Davey Boy are fired. Oh, what did Davey Boy do? Uh, Well, the steroids were for Warrior Davey Boy. Are you telling me Davy Boy Smith was on the J uh, on the juice during this time? Yes, I find that very hard to believe. But and after and Vince and Vince tells Warrior that he's fired, and Warrior said this to him: "Steroids are awesome. I don't care what anybody says." But 
They're now out of a main event. Survivor Series is this upcoming Wednesday. It's the Thanksgiving Eve night tradition. Adam, what are they going to do? Last minute. See to their pants booking. How are we going to book together a new main event? Well, we're not going to play all of it, but here's that moment from primetime wrestling. This man knows more about Ric Flair personally. He knows more about him in the ring. He knows everything there is about See, Ric Flair. Perfect. He, he can't even talk right now because he's nervous. Because he knows that you could do the thing. Well, he's guided him to the championship twice. Hey, of course you'd want him. Mr. Perfect, they've you... been holding you back. You were... Hey, listen, I admired your wrestling ability. Even though I don't like you, I think that you were one of the greatest in the World Wrestling Federation that ever was. Did you hear me? I'm complimenting you. Macho, 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 think, about, think about what you're saying, brother. Think wow. about it. I thought about I it. I thought about it for 24 it. hours, night and day. Yeah. Right That's right. okay. You can refuse Definitely didn't right sleep. Now. It's 92. Macho wasn't sleeping much anyway. Yeah. If you haven't got what it takes, Mr. Perfect, just tell the whole zillions of people all around the world that you can't handle what I'm... Well, nonetheless, Macho Man, I, I I admire your choice, and you said before, and he knows he's under contract. You'd, you'd have to take a chance, but yeah, well, uh, I'm not an attorney. Hey, it much. makes sense to me that if anyone knew Ric Flair better than he does, it's got to be Mister Perfect. Wait a minute, you mean I'm just learning now that Macho Man Randy Savage isn't an attorney? Okay, all right. Shocking. Yeah, he has He's a manager. Yeah, no more. He hasn't hey. been in the ring in a long time. Wouldn't you select Mr. Perfect? Oh, of course I would. I mean, who knows Ric Flair better? That's the natural thing to select. Good check. But you've only got 24 hours. Strike one against you, pal. Oh, now, right? give me Mr. the next Perfect, choice. You tell me, is that strike one? How about getting a little midget that yells, the plane, the plane, boss? Same thing. Uh, well, in any event, right now, let's take you to tag team action. We will follow the story as we proceed here on Prime Time. Let's take you to tag team action with high energy, squaring off against the Beverly Brothers. And during these several matches and the breaks, we've had a pretty interesting discussion about Macho Man's proposal. It seems to me that... He might be making a... Out of the a, frying pan into the fire. A little bit of six. Why don't but... you make it a six-man tag, and I'll team up with Perfect, and he can have two managers as his partner. <laughs> well, Look at that. that. idea that nobody knows Flair like Hello. Perfect. <laughs> I'm a wrestler. Uh, yeah. I'm here. Long distance, excuse me, please, for Mr. Perfect. Hello. All right. I've been calling. <laughs> Tremendous. So the whole thing plays out over the episode of uh, this episode of Primetime Wrestling. Friend of the show, my friend, Monsoon Classic, has the whole thing edited together. It's like a 31-minute thing. It's absolutely worth their time to watch it to see, like, premiere, fly by, flying by the seat of your pants, last-minute Hail Mary booking to pull this off. And they do, man. They pull it off. It's great, right? It's great stuff. I love it. This is my childhood stuff. Uh, 100% agree. I've always said, like, I loved Mr. Perfect. I love Bobby Heenan. I was a warrior, Mark, because I was a kid. I was 12 years old, you know, so I was like, oh, warrior's gone. And even though I always loved heels, I loved it when the heels turn babyface, if that makes sense. Because it's yep. like, oh, I could justify cheering for you now. So I love the fact that he, uh, he spoiler, he joins Macho Man. Right. So I'll include the link to this in the show notes. Um, if you've never seen it before, if you haven't seen it in a long time, it's well worth your well worth your time to watch the whole thing. Thirty one minutes, beginning to end, and this is like one of the first times 
um, in like and like Flair's almost done in WWF. He's and it's crazy to think like from this moment, Flair's only in WWF for another two months. Yeah, I mean, perfect didn't wrestle for very long. Macho was gone relatively soon after that too. Right? Uh no, Macho's there until the end of '94. Was he wrestling the whole time, mm. or is he doing commentary? I'm just thinking of like top guys. Um, not wrestling on TV. He was doing commentary because Raw starts 93. He does commentary and then he does like the short program at Doink. He's wrestling on house shows. And then at the end of 93 into 94, he does the program at Crush. And then like after that, he has like three or four more TV matches after that. And then he's gone. Yeah. So I'm just basically saying you have like. What, uh, who was Flair's partner in this match? Razor Ramon. Razor. Okay, so like one of those four people was a top guy like a year later. Yeah. In WWE, you know? It, again, it's just the topsy-turvy world. Anything can happen to the world wrestling entertainment, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, again, not homework. Go watch this and go watch November to Remember 1996, all the Taz stuff. <laughs> just uh, the Taz cut. It's a, yeah. it's a special version. I, I wish it was. Uh, it, I think it's probably like if you get that episode of like hardcore TV, they have it all in like whatever would be like that next episode that was after this November to remember. Yeah, it's all just the highlights Jones on that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, Adam, let's get into what we taught, uh, what we watched from this past week, what we want to talk about, what we enjoyed, what we what we what we. OK, um, I'm going to start things off if that's OK. Um not oh, I, I was going to start off this time, but okay, you could have it this time. All right. Well, just because I started, uh, you know, honestly, like not much got my attention that I really wanted to do a deep dive into, but somehow I do have some stuff to talk about. And I think the one big thing was what I was going to initially bury. And that was the main event video game tie-in match from AEW Dynamite this past week. And that was Omega, Jericho, Ibushi, and the Giant versus Powerhouse. I'm sorry, put, put, put Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Takeshita, Brian Cage, and <coughs> Kyle Fletcher. Sorry. Just oh, shit. come on now. Because <laughs> um, I was like, okay, I don't want to watch this match. And as soon as I saw that, like... There's like what amounts to a bunch of takeout menus displayed around the ring. I was like, ah, oh. I get it. It's not the high art of a Mountain Dew pitch black match, but I was like expecting more. But I'm like, all right, let's watch it. Let's see what happens. Let's watch Paul White die. Um, not rooting for his actual shoot death, but we might have got it eventually. He tries to legitimately kill Kyle Fletcher, which was kind of cool, by not choke slamming him off the ground at all. And Fletcher's head hits the, the, the one table that doesn't break. So that was cool. Um, then you got to see Powerhouse Hobbs basically kill Paul White by body slamming him on a car and just watching him slowly slide down to his death. Um, that was fun. Abushi gets tombstone through a bunch of chairs and that was sick. And then the thing that I was like, Oh, I got real cringed about this. I was like, Oh, this is stupid. You have a Bushi riding out on a bike. And I get from the video, like the video that's playing up on the Tron that like, I guess there's a lot of bikes in the scenery of this video game. So Bushi slowly riding out and just giving everybody the gentlest bonk with a, with a pipe. <laughs> It was like when you're playing with like your two year old like nephew or something like that. You go bunk bunk as he's riding around. I'm like, okay, this is stupid. I'm back out on this. And then Joe, the fucking then it happened. 
they started using the bike as a weapon. And as anybody who's ever taken a, a metal pedal to the shin knows that there are no soft edges to a goddamn pedal bike. And I forget who it was. Somebody got like suplexed into it. Where's the safety police when you need it? I just saw the most violent match that I had to watch through the like the the cracks of my hands. Uh, so the fact that they were killing each other on a on a bike brought it back around for me. But there was so much up and down in this. I just hope we never see like Paul White wrestle again. Not that you can really call this wrestling, but uh, it was a fun little experiment, and let's call it a day. So I I went into this match with the lowest of low expectations, right? Yep. Same. I don't give a fuck about any of the Don Callis family stuff. All this stuff is to get him over. It's not gotten a single other person over that's been aligned with him the entire time that they've been doing this. Jericho is beyond washed. Like the uh, the epitome of a clout vampire. Uh, <laughs> Big Show can't move. His legs are more bowed than Matt Hardy. And it's a goddamn shame, right? So I'm thinking, I'm like, what are they? Like, the reason I watched this match in the first place, I watched Dynamite, right? The only yeah, thing sure I skip I is watch it anyways. The other thing I skip is Young Buck matches. So um, Big Show comes out, and he comes out on the stage. I'm like, he ain't coming all the way down the ramp. He's staying up on that stage, right? Yeah. And he does, and he does a couple of the punches, and you mention he, uh, you know. So the other thing is, they need to stop doing table spots off that side of the ramp and they always get fucked up i don't know what it is like last week when hangman went to do the 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 dead eye to swerve off the ramp to the tables they kind of went through sideways there's been, something about that side of the ramp and table spots is bad luck right yeah or just build a bigger table like a wider table or something right yeah yeah. So then Big Show fights to the back. And I'm like, okay, well, that's it. Big Show's done. He's out. And we'll not see him again. And then it was to set up them, like, getting a bunch of, like, foam core that was higher than the car. Big Show and uh, Hobbs are on top of that. And Hobbs body slams Big Show off of that onto the car. And, like, Big Show lands sideways. And, like, he just had hip replacement surgery, <laughs> and it looked like the sickest fucking thing in that match. But then, like, three more disgusting things happen. As you mentioned, like, they have the, the chairs set up outside with, like, literally, like, menus on cardboard laid across it. And fucking, they kill Abushi through that. Abushi takes a neck bump when he gets clotheslined off the goddamn bike, Right. They mm-hmm. do the double powerbomb to Kenny to the outside through the tables of the, the 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 super suplex, whatever the hell it was, right? Yeah, by cage, yeah. Yeah, and, like, everybody came to work, everybody busted their ass, and, like, even when they're fighting on the concourse, like, Takeshi is, like, climbing on top of drink machines and running across them to dive on Jericho. How about and, that lady that works at that booth that refused to abandon her post? Yeah, listen... <laughs> She's a, she's a worker, what can I tell you? But uh, they have, I think they have most of this match, if not all of it, up on AEW's YouTube page. Uh, so if you didn't see this, go out of your way. Like, this is a pay-per-view co- caliber match. There's, like, multiple non... Like, um, remember the one where it was uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society against the Dan Lambert goons? Yeah, yeah. Like... This is better than that. Like, I could name several multi-man pay-per-view matches that involve Jericho 
that this match that was on free TV was better than. Yeah, and I, I like if I'm watching because you know me, I'm a deathmatch ghoul. If I'm watching some deathmatch promotion, I don't want to see barbed wire, light tubes, tax anymore. If you bring out a pedal bike, I'll know you're serious. <laughs> that, I don't want to get slammed on fucking the the pedals of a bike. That looks horrifying. But this was amazing. If you didn't see it, uh, go out of your way and see this as well, right? Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you what, the Bucks got to bring out their working shoes if they're going to top that on Saturday, right? Spoilers, yeah. they're involved, but... <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling they're not going to. Yeah. All right, what do you got, Joe? Uh, that's it, man. That was my oh. thing I wanted to talk about. I got nothing else. <laughs> All right, uh, two quick things. Uh, so, Tony Khan and, you know, another big announcement. He is going to be signing this Saturday somebody that's respected by all of the AEW fans to a three-year deal. And, Joe, I'm just asking you, please tell me this is not Chris Hero. It's not Chris Hero. All right, that's all I wanted to know. That's, that's really all. Now, do you have I, – I don't – I kind of feel bad asking you because you know things, and I don't like it when you know things. But if you don't know things, who do you think it is? I don't know things. I know it's not Chris Hero. Um – the speculation was before we started recording that it was either going to be uh, officially Will Ospreay, Tony was going to put together the four and a half million per year, the train, the player, co- or it was actually well WWE's offering Will Ospreay four and a half million a year to be a player coach at NXT, but also <laughs> to be trained by AJ Styles on how to slow down. Again, it's very confusing what the offer was. So I think Tony came up with the $4.6 million a year. But then there's rumors that it was supposed to be uh, Mercedes Monet, the former Sasha Banks, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, everyone's favorite uh, scuffling hillbilly Sean Ross Sapp came out today <laughs> and said that it's definitely not Mercedes uh, Monet, right? So I don't know who it's going to be, right? Yeah, and all the WWE releases, they haven't hit their 90 days yet, if that's yeah. still a thing, you know? But then, like, a, technically a guy could opt out of their 90 day if they really wanted to do this. Um, but, again, you know, it's signing a fake contract on TV to set up for, like, the real contract thing when they 90 days from now. It'll be interesting. It's a hook, you know, to yeah. get people to watch. Um, I hope it's Mercedes. They've been flirting with her since before she injured her ankle. Uh, she's out on the, she's West coast based these days. They're out on the West coast kind of makes sense. Um, I know last week on, we need wrestling, both Brett and DJ really extolled the virtues that will Ospreay is the wrestler of the year. And again, you know, we, we watched the last time that he, we watched and he had the singles match with Kenny. I, I had no emotional interest in the match and like just the, the moves and stuff that they were doing in the match really won me over. And I enjoyed the match, and I enjoyed the moves, but there's just something about Will Ospreay. I look at him, and I'm, I'm like, I don't care about him. There's something about him that I have a complete disconnect from him. Okay. I mean, he's grown on me a lot. I mean, not that I disliked him to start with, but, like, pretty much everything I've seen of his has been in AEW. And sure. I, I genuinely enjoy watching him compete, you know? So I'd be down for that. I don't want to see him go to WWE, <laughs> especially the way you just painted that picture. Uh, you know what I'm saying is a lot, uh, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm saying it's like all like it's not a stretch from like <laughs> what would eventually be expected of him, but All right, I have one last thing, Joe. All right. And it's it's time for the segment that's sweeping the nation. 
And that is your Lexus King moments of the week, week, week. <laughs> I'll put in a jingle and in, in post on this. But Joe, on NXT this week, Baron Corbin was backstage. And I, I, I tell you what, Baron Corbin's still alive, still a thing. Looking great, by the way. Zero muscle mass. Hard to do. But he's backstage. He's doing something. Lexus King comes in frame, and Corbin asks him, hey, how'd you manage to pull off what you did last week with Trick accidentally you know, hitting Carmelo? It was really impressive. And Lexus King looks at him with a smile and says, I don't know, friend. This has been your Lexus King moment of the week. <laughs> That was literally the conversation. He's <laughs> like, I don't know. You done? Was, yes. It was just as bad as I just made it look. <laughs> so, um, I at least he's not wrestling. <laughs> They're saving that for a pay-per-view. Right. You're going to make you pay to, to see that. Exactly. But, Joe, speaking of pay-per-views, did you know that there's a pay-per-view this weekend? I did. Sammy Zane's kicking down to the ring. It's Kobe Kingston doing his thing. Ruby Soho. Beyond the show. Brian Danielson. No, no, no. Is it the tribal chief? Yard. Let's find out. Does Joe know the card? I thought the Lexus King moment of the week was funny, and I guess that's all that matters. But, Joe, according to Wikipedia, the most trusted source of all wrestling news and information, All Elite Wrestling, will be holding full gear this Saturday. Yes, Saturday. And Wikipedia says that there are nine announced matches. I'm sure about seven more to come. One of those nine is a pre-show. Joe, do you know the card? I think so. I follow the product. Um Nine matches. Um, okay, so uh, I just I just want to say to you, I enjoy the fact that you're doing a Lexus King moment of the week, <laughs> but I don't enjoy the fact that Lexus King exists. <laughs> Does that make sense? You can't fight it. You can't fight the the, mm. the, the sweep of the nation. All right, so Lexus let's go. King, L.A. Knight, WrestleMania. Night no, two. stop it! Don't put that evil in the world. <laughs> AEW right. full gear. AEW full gear. All right. We have uh, MJF uh, doing double duty. He's wrestling on the pre-show uh, with question mark taking on the ass boys. That's correct. For the ROH tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have MJF defending his world title, uh, which is currently in the possession of the knife pervert himself, Jason White. Or the bang bang. <laughs> yeah, the bang bang belt. Right. I won't call it either triple B thing. Um, the real main event, we have Orange Cassidy defending uh, the international title against John Moxley. And uh, interesting bit of business that happened on TV this week where uh, OC hits Moxley with the orange punch and Moxley just no sells it. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh. And they, they painted it as in like, oh shit, Orange Cassidy, his main weapon has no effect on Moxley. Yep. What's he gonna do? And DJ put it out on Twitter. I ain't gonna I, not mention a Todd on the show, but I'll mention DJ a bunch. I got a big one later on in the show for him in weekly purchases. Um, but he mentioned he goes, okay, between Wednesday and Saturday, OG, OC needs to work on like some sort of new like death finish. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, um, we have Hangman Adam Page a- against uh, Swerve Strickland in a Texan death match. 
That's correct. Um, we have the Golden Jets, <laughs> which is Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega taking on the Young Bucks. Uh, the Bucks tag title shot at any time is on the line. If the, if they lose, they lose that. But if the Young Bucks win, then Jericho and Kenny can never team up again or be friends again. <laughs> or who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, Kenny can go back to being in the elite with them, so they'll stop being mad. Right. Um, we have two women's matches. One is the Hollywood homecoming of timeless Tony Storm as she takes on Hikaru Shida. And how great was the Mariah May segment this week where not only is it in black and white, but they added the popping and hissing of the video. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, Then we also have a triple threat for the uh, TBS title as Chris Statlander defends the title against definitely spooky Julia Hart and maybe spooky all elite Scooby-Doo herself, (laughs) Sky Blue. Uh, upset of the century coming sky blue for tbs championship Uh, sure sure uh so then we have a four corner like a four team match for the aew tag titles Mm -hmm. it's ftr it's a house of black of murphy and um alistair black kind of no it's Kings of the Black Throne, so you have the the wrong spooky boys in it. It's the, the House of Black. It's, the thing, it's Malachi right? and Brody. Oh, why did that? Why did I think in the graphic it had uh, has all of them in there? Anyway, well, it probably always has all of them, but it's it's the two. It's the top guys, right? Um, against uh, LFI of Roosh and um, shit, I can't remember. It's not Preston Vance. It's the other guy in LFI. <laughs> Drillistico. Drillistico. And I said FTR is the tag team champs. They're not the tag team champs. It's Ricky Starks and Big Bill are the tag team champs. Yeah, I know what you meant. Right. And then uh, six-person ta- six tag match uh, as we have the rated R superstar, what do, what do y'all don't like, Edge, uh, Darby Allen, and Everybody Loves Sting. Uh, taking on Nick Wayne, Luchasaurus, and this year's winner... Of the fifth annual At Odds with Wrestling Gender Neutral or Gender Neutral Monarch of At Odds, Christian Cage. And I hate the fact that Wikipedia lists it as Sting, comma, Darby Allen, comma, Adam Copeland with Ric Flair versus uh, God. Yeah, Speaking of people leeching on to somebody else for, for relevance. But yeah. All right. Like I said, I'm sure they're not going to have just a pre show match. So you'll get. At least one more, possibly two more. You know, we have a, we have a three hour collision on Friday, essentially, because yeah. it's two hours of collision and then an hour of rampage. So why even fucking bother, right? No, why I draw a line in the sand? It's a th- and it's going head to head with SmackDown, right? Mm. Oh, so we're gonna uh, get at least two to three matches announced there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, pumped for a Saturday pay per view. Yeah, I'm pumped for a Saturday pay per view as well. Yeah, I was worried um, I was, that those were gone with Collision coming, you know. Yeah. Well, I think once Phil left, they could do whatever they want. You know, he was the one like, no, my show has to be on Saturday or I'll be mad. 
Sounds like the Young Bucks. Well, again, that's why they don't get along, because they're very much alike. Yeah. Any big predictions other than Orange Cassidy uh, beating Moxley? Orange Cassidy to beat Mox. Yeah. Um, Samoan Joe is going to team up with Max on the pre-show. Um, okay. I think Samoan Joe will probably cost Max the ROH tag titles. Um, Max will beat Jay White. We will not get a definitive answer of who the devil is yet. We need to drag that out a little bit further. Um, Edge gets the pinfall in his match by pinning Nick Wayne specifically. Yeah. Um, Tony Storm does not win the title. Mm. I don't think she needs the title. Um, no, she I think doesn't need it, but yeah, I think Mariah May accidentally fucks up and costs her the title. Okay. I um, see. I think Julia Hart wins the TBS title. Does Sky Blue go full spooky, or she does goes, she? Yeah, Sky Blue goes full spooky. Okay. Down for it. <laughs> um, and that's like that's like the only wild predictions that yeah. I have. Everything else, and again, I hate to say paint by numbers, but everything else is like as it is. You know, I think Ricky and Big Bill retain. I think Hangman wins this so that they could do the rubber match. Well, wouldn't it be the rubber match? Hangman won the first one. No, I thought Swerve won. No, Swerve won the first one. Did he? Yeah, because remember he cheated. He used he used Nana's crown. Oh, that was that match. Okay, like I I, I felt like never mind. That's my bad. Right. Yeah, yeah. So All to right. set up a rubber match with the two of them, um, I'll say Kenny and Jericho beat the Bucks and get the tag title shot. And then Kenny and Jericho go on and beat Big Bill and Ricky Starks for the tag titles. Not yeah, on pay-per-view, but like... Eventually, yeah. Yeah, Because I feel like Jericho... Thereafter. Jericho keeps like throwing together these like tag teams, whether it's like La Sex Gods or whatever, and always saying in storyline, "Oh, we're gonna go win the tag team titles." And correct me if I'm wrong, he's never won the tag titles, right? Nope. So like, you know, he wants to check that off the list. Exactly. So, all right, Tony can still use my idea of having the Bucks go away and tour the Indies for a year or so. Give back. Do you have uh, and um, do you have any uh, predictions? I mean, I agree with you on pretty much all that stuff. Um, I, I I agree with you that Tony Storm doesn't need the title, but I feel like they're just going to give it to her anyways. You know, like just because, hey, most over woman should be the champion. I feel like that's kind of how Tony, uh, Tony Khan books. But um, beyond that, no, I mean, we're pretty much straight on. Like, I don't I'd love to see Sky Blue win, but I, I agree she's not going to. And I can see Julia Hart being rewarded because, like, listen to Brett and DJ talk about Julia Hart. She's super improved, you know. And Yeah. And like I said, I email them. And again, a, a lot of the women and I know there's been, you know, in the discord and stuff. Again, I think Sky Blue still has a lot to a long way to go. The fact yep. that she can't hit her finisher 90% of the time is a problem. Um, but I feel like two matches back for someone who's been on the shelf, I, I don't think that Red Velvet is bad as everyone says she is. Uh, AEW has a lot of, like, good to passable women on their roster, but they also have, like, a lot of bad women on their roster, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like, I'd love to see Sheeta take on Red Velvet. I think that would be, like, a hell of a match, right? And then we're getting, what, on TV this week before the pay-per-view, we're getting Tony Storm versus Emi Sakura. I'm sure that match will be fucking awesome, right? 
Yeah, Tony oh. Storm talked to the studio head, Khan, to have a tune-up <laughs> match. <laughs> so, again, you know, like I said, they're trying. You know, obviously, two matches on TV this week, when usually Dynamite only gets one TV match. But, you know, slow and steady, I guess. I don't know. It's been four years. It's, something's got something's to gotta give, right? Yeah. All right. I, I'll, you convinced me. I'll watch the pay-per-view, Joe. All right. And I know we're, I, I said we're not going to get the reveal of the devil. Uh, do you have any speculation on who or what the devil is? I mean, th- who it's going to be tomorrow or next week or who it was supposed to be last week or who it was supposed to be two, three weeks ago. You know, like I'm sure when I'm sure okay. originally it was supposed to be Adam Cole. Originally. When the reveal happens, when the mask comes off on TV or pay-per-view, who is it going to be? It's going to be Phil. You think it's going to be Phil? No, I mean, how great would that be, though? Like, whether you hate Phil or not, like, how big of a coup would that be to keep that a secret and just have it be him? Like, I think that that would blow up the Internet as far as the wrestling world goes. It would. But Phil has too many stooges. That would would make it even more impressive. That would leak that immediately. Which is why it would be even more impressive, you know, to keep a secret of that magnitude. Um. Man, I don't know. Like, I hate all the things I'm seeing that's like, oh, it's Jungle Boy. It's it's the Kingdom and Roddy. Like, I feel like those are just obvious answers. I don't know, honestly. And I don't think that they know anymore. I think they're figuring it out as they go along, you know? I, I'm going to go, and, like, I floated a couple theories out on social media, but there's one that I'm really leaning toward these days, and this is the one that I'm going to stick with, okay? All right. I think the devil this whole time has been Max. And the explanation for it, MJF, Max, not Max Cast or something. The explanation for it is, right, (laughs) is if you've ever seen the horror movie that came out a year or so ago called Malignant, where a woman had a conjoined Siamese twin attached at her brain that they opened up her skull and pushed it back into her head and then her abusive husband pushed her up against the wall and that caused the conjoined twin to break loose and at night being able to take over her body and go out and commit crimes that's (laughs) what i think the explanation is going to be it's max's dark passenger taking over yes oh that that's terrible joe (laughs) when it happens (sighs) I just like the idea of it being like, I wish the devil would show up more often and would take out a more varied selection of people that are max adjacent. And what I mean by that is like they mentioned in the discord is the, the very first time we saw the devil, uh, he attacked the bullet club gold. And then since then, it's just been baby face, baby face, baby face that are friends with max. It should be like provoking all of these challengers, like all these Take out Wardlow. So Wardlow's pissed again. Take out Joe. You know, if it's not going to be Samoa Joe in some way, you know, take out Samoa Joe. So Samoa Joe is even more fired up. But also you took out the acclaim. Take out the kingdom one week. So it's just you're laying out people that are friends and, and potential foes of Max so that you're wearing them down. I, I akin it to Bane breaking all the villains out of Arkham so that he can wear down Batman. And then when Bane goes after Batman, he's at his weakest. And I think whoever it is is masterminding a way to just run Max 
like haggard and weary and then go in and pluck and just win the title. And Max doesn't look weak because he's been defending the title like every single show for three months. I definitely think there's something in there that it is probably like I I like my theory better, but it (laughs) is probably going to be Cole or and or Britt Baker, either Cole behind it the whole time or Britt doing this to try to weaken Max so that Adam could beat Max. Mm. Um, again, I don't know. We'll see something. I want it to be the conjoined twin that lives in Max's brain. <laughs> uh, it's still better than like the the Max getting roadhead and like getting in a car accident and then blaming the girl like storyline. I think it's it's a more believable way to go. What you're pitching, mm-hmm. you know. But all right, Joe, you teased it before, and I think it's time that we talk about what everybody's here for. And that's the announcement of the final eight competitors of the gender neutral monarch of at odds wrestling. All right, Joe. So obviously last week we announced the first eight, the people that were nominated by you as well as all of our friends. And I'm just going to recap that real quick. Chicken Salad Podcast nominated Jeff Cannonball. The Jingle Meister nominated Chris Statlander. Uh, IW Guide uh, nominated Alec Price. So the card is going to change. I'm sure this was a thorn pick. Nominated Kaplan. TNM shows Tim and Marcus nominated Kalani Jordan, respectfully. We Need Wrestling nominated Sting. Hayabusi nominated Brandon St. James. And Joe, you nominated the person who uh, I believe you think is going to go all the way. And if you don't think this person's going to go all the way, what can they say? Go fuck yourself. That's right. Thank you for setting. Go ahead. Thank you for setting me up for that. No problem. Uh, Christian Cage is your nominee. So it is my job to announce the final eight competitors. And next week for the Thanksgiving Super Show, We Need at Odds, I will be announcing the brackets. And on Black Friday, the voting will begin. So the day after Thanksgiving. So the final eight competitors in no particular order. Number one. Timeless Tony Storm, speak of the devil. I don't got a sound bite for her. Okay. <laughs> Number two, filthy Tom Lawler. I know him. He's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Not was a not bone dog or bone. <laughs> he lost the right to that, whatever it was. Um, Number three, world class Channing Thomas. I know him as well. I think you're, you're going to know of everybody that's on this. So All right. I hope so. Uh, number four, somebody that's been talked about a lot lately, potentially going on to bigger and better things very shortly, and we'll take the credit for that if she wins, Megan Bain. Okay. And number five, the owner of one of the most prestigious titles in all of independent wrestling, and that is the Haas boot, the Duke. Uh-huh. Yep. Next up, 
Again, speaking of people going on to bigger and better things, uh, the real Adam Van special of this entire tournament, and that would be uh, maybe spooky Sky Blue. Uh, next up, we have, what, just two more names here? I should have written down numbers. We have somebody almost picked by another one of the podcasts that nominate our show, but I liked I liked that this person was on the fringe of getting selected, and I decided to go ahead and put them in, and that is Hardway Sam Holloway. Okay, now I will say, um, you know, if Christian was not uh, going to be my pick, he was on my short list of people. All right. And lastly... Somebody that uh, I think you and I are big fans of. Someone who's had a, a great year. Uh, and we've been watching a lot of their earlier stuff on the This Day in Wrestling History. And I say not enough of their stuff. And that is Alex Shelley. Oh, there you go. Now, again, obviously the picks that we had from last week uh, from our friends, other podcasters, etc. And the picks that you've made here. I know over on We Need Wrestling, or uh, on Final Wrestling Place, Tim and Marcus were kind of giving us some shit by picking, like, old people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people that, like, aren't on the come up, not p- new people that need the push or need the rub or whatever it is. Well, I feel like that was definitely a shot at uh, Brett and DJ first thing. Hey, fuck it, I picked Christian, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but what, I, what I'm saying is, is, like, go back and look at the previous four years, like... We were nominating like TV shows, and <laughs> that was Adam's, the first Adam's uncle. You know, <laughs> the first year, we, you know, the, sh- the the tournament wasn't fully formed yet. Yeah, it wasn't fully, as prestigious. And it's fully formed now. It is what it is, right? Oh, this is this is an event. This is a big event. This is like <laughs> probably the biggest thing in podcasting all year. Oh my goodness! No. Listen, they're just hot that the finals are going to be Sting versus Christian, right? You never know. We'll see right. how the brackets play out. You know, okay. like I said, uh, it, it, there was long meetings of the selection committee at poolside to just mm-hmm. get these final eight and uh, getting these brackets set up in a fair and balanced way. That might take even longer. Oh yeah, nothing eh, fair and balanced. Jesus fuck. Anyway, <laughs> I like my chances. That's all I'm saying. I like my chances. Right. All right. I uh, uh, again no. Uh, I can't fault you, Christian Cage. Great guy. Looking yep. forward to uh, looking forward to his first round matchup. All right, uh, we're ready to get some voicemails. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, Adam, again, I don't typically pre-listen to the voicemails, but I do look look at the names of people so I could put them in my little notes, right? Sure. Um, to see who it was that was calling, but uh, we have a celebrity calling in on this one. Oh, hello. This is Kenny Bygod Pickett. Last week, I was listening to the program at Odds with Wrestling because my favorite podcast, Getting Even with Grappling, said they were going to nominate someone for the Gender Neutral Monarch Tournament. And then I found out Adam Van told them he couldn't pick Satnam Singh. And as Kenny, by God, Pickett, quarterback of the Steelers, Adam, I am very disappointed in you. And I would like to say, if you do not reinstate Satnam Singh into the tournament, then I will throw an interception. I mean, I was probably going to do it anyways, but this time I'll do it, and it'll all be your fault, and the Browns will probably make the playoffs. So please reconsider as I, Kenny By God Pickett, implore you, free Satnam Singh. Well, I, I get, first of all, I'm starstruck. Uh, 
it sounds a lot different on like the phone than he does when I watch him do interviews. But like, no, no, that's how he sounds. That's how he sounds. I mean, uh, maybe I just hear it differently. But like, uh, awesome. And Joe, uh, Kenny knows this, and uh, he he brought up throwing an interception, saying that he was joking when he said he would probably do it anyways. But I'm going to ask you a question here, Joe, real quick. And this is more an educational thing for you and to let our Cleveland listeners know. Joe, which quarterback in the NFL has gone the longest without throwing an interception this season and like a current streak? Is it Patrick Mahomes? I was going to guess at John Elway, but I don't think he's played mm, in like 20 no, years, right? No, he hasn't. No, it's not him. Do you think it's Patrick Mahomes, like the greatest quarterback in the NFL, as some say? Is it him? Um, eh, You know, listen, when you're as prolific as uh, Patrick Mahomes, you're bound so- to like slip up and throw one or two oh, interceptions. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so it's not Patrick Mahomes. Is it Deshaun Watson, the guy who can't even get on the field anymore in Cleveland? Was it him? Is, was he, him? The kick, is he the kicker that you talk about that Tim picked? Because I, I, my football knowledge is completely washed right now. No, no, Deshaun Watson is the uh, like 18-time accused sexual predator that the Browns signed to a lucrative guaranteed contract. Huh, sexual not- predator, huh? And he's not on the Steelers. That's rare oversight on their uh, hiring team. <laughs> No, the person in the NFL with the longest streak of completions without interception is Kenny by God Pickett. And of course, Kenny knew that he was just teasing when he didn't say that on the call. And sure, he's 14 and three over his last 17 games, which is, I believe, one of the best records in the NFL over that span. And he's leading all of NFL quarterbacks over the past two years in game winning drives and fourth quarter comebacks. But again, he knew all of this. Um, But again, Kenny, I apologize I'm not putting Satnam Singh in the in the tournament. All right, you'll have to go again. Listen, I'll just say I'll, I'll just say uh, whoever asked Kenny Pickett to call in, you might want to have Alexa Bliss call in next week. Your case. <laughs> well, that I would that would I'd listen to her. See, <laughs> we start at the top of the mountain. We don't start in the middle of the mountain with football players, not even real people, right? Yeah, and uh, again, it would just feel forced if she called in next week because I'd be like, "Why didn't you call this week, Alexa?" And like, I would really listen to you. By next week, the the brackets will, our production team would have already started work on those. All right, fair enough. Thank you for the call, Kenny. Yes, thank you. Next call. Hello, gentlemen. Kevin here. Oh my God, I can't believe it's time already. I've I've spent the day decorating. For Christmas? No, for the return of homework. Oh, it's been so long. I, I got my homework cards out. You know, I bought homework gifts for everyone and all. I can't wait. And what what a gift it would be this holiday season. Just someone of Patreon subscription so they can hear the extra show all about the homework. But anyways, you know, you know it wasn't a gift. Um, I had a long night last night. I had a very long night. Uh, I watched AW Dynamite. Very enjoyable show. Had fun with that. And then um, I wanted to stay up because Becky Lynch was on Celebrity Jeopardy. And Becky's my favorite for many reasons. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to stay up and just watch her. I had no idea what I was getting ready to watch. Because, I mean, she's still still wonderful. She's still beautiful. She's still my favorite. Hmm. But that was bad. That was really, really bad on Jeopardy. And, I mean, you know, nerves. um, I, I don't know. Like I could make tons of excuses as, as a as a fan of hers, but why bother? You know, 
However, I know people that were watching that and they're like, oh, there's a wrestler on there. Kevin likes wrestling. You know, I, I wonder if he knows who this wrestler is, you know, family members, stuff like that. And then she turns in an embarrassing performance, which is going to lead to people saying, oh, God, Kevin, you watch wrestling? Those people are stupid. Did you see that one on Celebrity Jeopardy? She was awful. And it makes wrestling in turn look dumb. And it, it's going to make people think Becky Lynch looks dumb, too, when in her actual environment of wrestling, she's a great star for She just isn't good on game shows. But this leads to my question for the week. I know. Where was I going? Gentlemen. Can you give me a time where a wrestler embarrassed wrestling or wrestling was bad? Not, not within wrestling, not like a Katie Dick situation or something like that where you're embarrassed to be a wrestling fan, but where a wrestler's in a mainstream thing and they cause wrestling to look kind of stupid and dumb. I don't know if like Hulk Hogan, Richard Belzer would count. It's more of an accident. You know, I wouldn't really say that was on the same level, but something where a wrestler, for whatever reason, made us embarrassed to be wrestling fans, but not on anything that took place in wrestling. Something took place in other media. Okay, I hope that question made sense. I'm looking forward to the Patreon tonight, guys. I got a lot going on. Wish me well. Talk to you guys later. Can I say, like he mentions Hogan, can I say like when Hogan would do a movie and then people would be like, oh, Suburban Commando is terrible. Or, or something like that, and they'll be like, well, that's that's a wrestler, and wrestlers are bad at movies, so wrestlers are bad at everything, so wrestling is bad. You know, like, just any time a wrestler would be in a bad movie. Yeah, I, I got one that trumps everything, right? But we'll get to that momentarily. As we're, as we're seeing this, I saw Kevin post up on social media on his way home. He had a blowout on the highway, and, like, he posts a picture of his tire, and it's, like, blown out. Like, three giant, like, holes in it. Um, I'm hoping he's listening to this after he's safe and sound. That sucks, man. He's been having a rough week. And shout out to Kevin. Thoughts with him, right? Mm. Number two, is it, f- it okay? <laughs> so number two, is it funnier if Becky is really that dumb and didn't know any of the questions and still went on Celebrity Jeopardy, or is it funnier that she went on there, did a bit, and purposely got questions wrong? I think it's really funny that people are dissecting this, right. like putting a lot of thought into it. And I just, I saw a clip this morning. It was, or I didn't watch it. It was just like, oh, Becky Lynch was on Celebrity Jeopardy. I'm like, okay, that's a thing that happened. And I gave it no more thought, you know? And I will say Becky is very lucky to be in the position and to be as over and to kind of call her own shots as she can. Uh, Cause again, whether this was her doing a bit or she really is that dumb, um, remember when Booker T and the WWE superstars went on the weakest link and Booker T did real bad. And then his gimmick on TV for like three months was that he was stupid and illiterate. <laughs> yeah. This could have been Becky's gimmick if she was lower on the card than what she is right now. Yeah. They'll just redo the Maria backstage interviewer gimmick. Oh, it'd be a thousand times worse. Forget about it. It would, you know what I mean? Like she'd be like a drooling mongoloid in the corner, <laughs> you know, and, and like skits, right yeah. now. Kevin does pose a question. Was there a time when a wrestler did something out of wrestling that made me embarrassed to be a wrestling fan? Now, Adam, I didn't need to give this a lot of thought. I got two words for you. Chris Benoit. 
<sighs> All right, yeah, that one wins. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing before and nothing since will top that. That's the peak of the mountain. Yeah. No one's reaching there ever again, right? Yeah, thanks, what? Kevin Sullivan, for ruining this for everybody. Come on now. Allegedly. We don't know that for sure. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. Thanks, it's Kevin. Pe- Thanks, Kevin. Hopefully everything's all right with the tire and everything else this week. It's the weekend, man. Pay-per-view. We got that to look forward to, right? All right. It's pink button time. It's time to uh, hear what young Ed has to say. Hey, Joan Adam. It's Ed. Um, I'm on my uh, break at work because I gave us our Thanksgiving uh, dinner thing today. And I just wanted you guys to know that I got a baked potato and I'm not going to eat the skins of it. And I'm eating it in my car. So no one can judge me. <laughs> because you, uh, the internet's made me self-conscious about it. Anyway, uh, I know we're talking about a bit in Discord, but I just want to say that I'm really excited for Madam Webb. That looks bad. Um, that's, that's my shit. Not only is it a bad Spider-Man Sony Universe movie... Uh, which I love. There's a bad guy in it that looks like a evil Spider-Man. I don't know who the fuck he is. I only know who Madame Web is because of Secret Galaxy talking about how uh, they want to make a toy of her because she's an old lady. I didn't see an old lady in it except the one scene in the in the uh, you know subway uh, because the lady from Fifty Shades is not an old lady. Um, but one of my other f- things that I'm excited about this movie is Sydney Sweeney's in it, and she's terrible. I love her. And in that trailer, she made her dumb Sydney Sweeney face where she just looks confused with her jaw a little gape. She used to do them for you all the time. She's so bad that she's, she's got a dumb face. I love it. Uh, Adam, you should Google Sydney Sweeney. I think you'll, I think you'll like her. I think that'll be an Adam Van, uh, special, possibly. Um, but yeah, Madam Web looks terrible. So Joe, tell me what Madam Web is, because I don't even fucking know. <laughs> I just know I'm going to see this. This looks bad. Okay, bye. Well, hello, Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> M- Madam Web is oh. a lady who is tangentially related to Spider-Man, who they have over the last, like, let's say, t- 10 to 15 years, made more directly involved with Spider-Man. That she's an old lady who sits in a chair and she's blind, but she can like reach out and see all the different timelines of past, present, and future. But now that there's like the Spider-Verse and the multiverse of Spider-Man and all this other shit, that's what the movie's going to be. Um, in more recent years, uh, um, Jessica Carpenter, who was one of the Spider-Women... Not the original Spider-Woman, but another one. When Madam Web got killed, she took over as Madam Web. But then, like, you have the villain is Ezekiel. And if you were reading the Spider-Man comics around that time, uh, spoilers for Madam Web, that Ezekiel is the fake-out villain. That there's going to be an actual real villain that he's preparing uh, Madam Web who I don't know who these actress ladies that Ed is talking about are, but like they say the names and the names of the other girls that like she coincidentally like has those moments within the trailer. Those are all other people who were spider woman in the comics. So like they're tying all them together. Somebody got the idea of like, Hey, we should do like a girl Spider-Man. So girls come see our movies. 
Like, nobody thinks about, like, how about we just make a good movie, right? Anyway. Um, I've just been, like, looking at uh, Sydney Sweeney photos, but, uh, yeah, I, I have no thought on it because, like, I have seen, I saw Venom 1, and that yeah. was the only Sony Spider-Man movie I've, uh, or Spider-Man adjacent movie I've seen. And, uh, Sydney Sweeney, uh, like, I can do a Google search. I don't need to see the movie now because I've seen what she looks like. So it just cost them a ticket. I like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's my favorite superhero of all time, and I've seen none of the Sony adjacent movies because they all look terrible. You didn't see even the first Venom? No. Like, your lesson. That's, see, I needed the, the first one so I could, the, I could know better afterwards. No, I looked at the trailer. I'm like, this looks like dog shit, right? Yeah. Just wait until I sign Morbius for homework one time. <laughs> And I'll watch it. Like, there's no wrestlers in it, whatever. Like, I'll watch it, and I'm probably, like, I'll get some sort of enjoyment out of it. But what they put out as the selling point of the movie looks like garbage. Yeah, we need Matt Smith to work a match so I can somehow get Now, now conversely, the trailer that they released before it got delayed again for Craven, like, the, the Craven trailer looked like a new level of dog shit. And I'm like, this can't be a real movie. I have to see this. <laughs> and then when they delayed Craven, I'm like, all right, well, I don't know. Maybe they're going to, like, do reshoots or something to, like, fix the things that made the trailer look stupid awesome and then make it just stupid. Yeah. Well, all right. Did call back? Ed did call back. You got one more call from Ed. Hey, John Adam, it's Ed. Hey, real quick, I got a re- an actual uh, uh, pro wrestling thing to, uh, to talk about. Hey, I'm watching Alvarez. Uh talk about wrestling <laughs> he just said that they're planning on doing in WWE they're planning on doing uh, Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny my favorite WWE uh, superstar and if they do that at Mania what do you think they're going to do with your boy then Joe what's what's the LA night yeah we'll be the host. what's he, what's he going to do because I just assume Logan Paul I thought that's it but if he's Logan Paul's wrestling, my favorite WWE superstar, Bad Bunny, that frees up LA Knight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what do you think? Who do you think he's going to wrestle? I bet they don't even want him wrestle. I bet he hosts it. There you go. I bet they do that shit. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be terrible. Okay, bye. <laughs> you know, Ed, you call in here, you laugh. Oh, LA Knight, what's he going to do? Oh, they're going to do Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny. First of all, this is what you get for listening to Brian Alvarez, number one. Number two, even if he says they're doing the match, that don't mean they're doing it at WrestleMania. They could do it at Royal Rumble. They could do it at another Puerto Rico show, you know, in Bad Bunny's hometown or whatever it is. And let's say they do it at WrestleMania. You know what they're going to do at L.A. Knight? He's going to beat Phil at WrestleMania, Ed. That's what L.A. Knight's going to do. And it's not even going to be the main event. The sun's going to still be shining when it happens. <laughs> I do agree. L.A. Knight as host would be a great way to reward him. He'd get all that screen time on both nights. And not have to take a bump and sell merchandise. I get it. Yeah. And L.A. Knight, and I'm sorry, uh, Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul, that's too much star power to waste on one match. You're not giving anybody the rub. That's mm-hmm. that's Rock Austin. There's no point in that. You know, I could see them doing like a tag match where it's like Logan Paul and an actual wrestler against Bad Bunny and L.A. Knight. Well, I mean, Logan Paul's an actual wrestler. You take that. You back. know what I mean. <laughs> All right, yeah, a regular full-time non-superstar yeah. guy. Yeah. All right. Someone whose names, somebody whose pictures on the side of the trucks, right? 
They just haven't had a chance to update the trucks for Logan Paul yet. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you for your call, Ed. Thanks, everyone, uh, for the calls. Um, so, hey, uh, you know, uh, Todd does this. And again, this will be the last time I mention Todd uh, on the podcast ever again. Um, the Longbox Heroes account sends out the reminders for the pigskin pickums, of course. Uh, currently, Adam and I are both in that big group of people, like 17 people that are all tied for eighth place. Yeah, I had a bad week. I fell back. I regressed. Mm-hmm. I lost. I lost that fantasy football too. Yeah, legs. Yeah. But hey, Steelers won again. So, and they're playing the Browns this week. So that should be very entertaining for you. <laughs> yeah, I know you love seeing. Oh, I'll be watching that game too. Yeah, <laughs> I watch all the football games. Yeah. Sure, especially um, one with all the stakes of this. This is again. This is me versus Ohio. I'm going to ask all of my friends that listen to the show and you know who you are that are a Steelers fan or a Browns fan. I'm going to ask when you're tweeting about the game this weekend, if you could please use the official hashtag (laughs) so I could mute it and not see any of this nonsense. I have decided you might find this relevant, though. I have decided to no longer tweet whether or not I like football after like. Probably like ten years of doing it, I've decided that it's 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 done. Because a people think that I stole that from Seth Rollins, even though I didn't even know he did that. He and did. He, what's that? No, I didn't hear it. I didn't. I, it was a bird or something. I, I did not steal that from Seth Rollins. I did not know he did that until last season. Uh, and number two, people from Ohio started doing it too recently. So I'm mm. like, yeah, I, I, all of these things are reasons why I'm going to stop. Any any people from Ohio you want to name and shame here publicly or just the entire um, state is doing it? Well, the entire state's doing it. One of them is a trainer at AIW, so I don't want to call him out because oh. he hurt me. So I'm not going to do that. Gotcha. I won't call that person out. But, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough week. Uh, a lot tougher if somehow the Steelers blow this, but I don't think they will. I don't know. Kenny Pickett called in and he said, he, I'm sorry, Kenny by God Pickett called in and said he was going <laughs> to intentionally throw some interceptions. There's a way you could fix that, Adam. But, again, whatever, you, you know. <laughs> I'll, what, I'll what's take gonna, under advisement. What's going to happen when Kenny Pickett uh, throws that interception this weekend? What are you going to do? Uh, same thing I do every time he throws an interception. Just deal with it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'll Fair have to live enough. with my mistakes. There you go. Uh, so, hey, uh, not a mistake. Go sign up for IWTV. Uh, use our promo, a.k.a. Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. Uh, use our promo code uh, at odds if you're a new subscriber. Let's Jerry know that you came to him from us. Uh, Jerry has been making the rounds again, doing interviews about the uh, Cruel versus Tremont match. Uh, he was just on the horror site 1428elm.com, which is, you know, the address of Freddy Krueger. Um, but, yeah, it's cool. Jerry's getting out there. They included a picture of him. They call They spelled Jerry the correct way. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all good things, uh, to go check out and support folks that help us and everything like that. Um, currently there is a sale going on with our T public store. Uh, everything is 35% off until this Sunday when the switch flips on Monday that for the next week, everything's 40% off. Everything's on sale over at the T public for the rest of the month. Do you want to save 35% or do you want to save 40%? The choice is up to you. Go support 40 sounds us. Like, yeah, 40 sounds like a bigger number and a better it number does. than 35. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, you want to help us out? Uh, you could make any of your eBay purchases through our eBay affiliate link. 
uh, when you click on links to various merchants on the site and make a purchase, this can result in the site earning a commission. Affiliate programs and affiliations include, but are not limited to, the eBay Partner Network. Yeah. And before you rattle off the names of the shows, do you want to plug the Patreon here or later? Uh, you know what? People have stuck around. Let's go ahead and let them know, Joe. Let them know the the next episode of Conversations with Joe. All right. So I recorded two. You know, I mentioned it last week. It was one of those things where I'm like, nah, I'm going to take December off. And then I had not one but two interviews fall in my lap. So I'm like, all right. I got the rest of the year taken care of. I don't have to worry about this until January, right? Um, So if you signed up for all of them, you know, obviously we have... A bunch of them, it started all the way back where uh, I interviewed Ian Valfour, uh, a.k.a. Billy Kumahara, when he was doing stuff with Chikara. He was a producer credited on uh, Ashes, and it was the 10-year anniversary, and that's kind of where it all came from there. And from there, we ended up having interviews with Derek Sabato, uh, Ultramantis Black, Hollow Wicked, uh, Kevin Ford, almost like a Chikara historian, uh, Young Ed, who is, you know, he was a fan around that time as well, and then just recently coming off the one with Scott, a.k.a. Max Smashmaster. We're going to be reviewing uh, the recent Rad Pro Wrestling show, uh, Power Transfer, over on the Patreon. But the next episode that goes up, I don't know when it goes up. I'm not in control of those things. Okay? I hear my... Go ahead. Before you go any further, I'll say it will be going live the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. Uh, So Uh, it's going to be me talking about Chikara stuff. And ashes, and maybe some things before, and I might get one current question in with the current Ring of Honor World Champion and New Japan Strong Champion Eddie Kingston. It, I'm just when I got I out of nowhere, just so people know, I just <laughs> got an email like a week ago from Joe, and it's just an MP3 file, and it just says conversations with Joe Eddie Kingston, and it's like I'm like. I didn't know about it before it was done. <laughs> you know, like I was shocked, and I still haven't listened to it. I, I, I want to wait, like out of a show of solidarity mm-hmm. with the people that have to to wait until next Saturday. But I'm not gonna wait. I'm probably gonna listen to it this weekend. Now I will say it was uh, Tim and Marcus over in Final Wrestling Place that inspired me to ask, and I did. So I did send it to them. So they've listened to it already. Um. Again, I think they're patrons or whatever, but since they were the inspiration for me to ask Eddie and get Eddie and everything else like that, um, next the month after that, I'm going to sit down with the current Avery Good, a.k.a. Dasher Hatfield, and we're going to talk about that sort of stuff as well. So you know who the next two are going to be. I don't know who I'm doing for 2024. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But next yeah. Saturday, conversation with Joe over on the Patreon with Eddie Kingston. Yeah, and I think uh, next Friday, the day before, I'm just going to, like, the Patreon's going up to 20 a month. So if you want to get it for the current <laughs> tier, uh, sign up today. Enjoy all that previous back catalog, the show homework, the uh, the Joe Sposto selfie of the month. Get in on the ground floor at the lower <laughs> rates. <laughs> and, jack it up the price. <laughs> and sometimes I can't tell. Adam needs to ring a bell when I know that he's telling a joke or not. If he does increase the Patreon to $20 a month for all tiers, shoot me a message. PayPal me 15 bucks, and I'll just send you the MP3. <laughs> All right, all right, $12 is the new rate. (laughs) 
All right. So, yeah, it's, it worked out. We'll talk about it in two weeks, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. sign up now. Patreon.com slash AdOddsWrestling, AdOddsWrestling.com slash Patreon, whichever. Uh, we'll, obviously, once the episode drops, there will be a full campaign on social media through all of our various channels. Maybe a graphic is under design. We'll see. Um, but obviously, if you sign up now, you'll be within your 30 days. So even if you were, for some reason, just signing up for the Eddie Kingston interview, um, obviously, like you can sign up now. You'll get the Eddie. You'll get the back catalog, all that stuff for, for just five bucks. Yeah, buddy. Cool, and I appreciate you for doing this. Obviously, again, we're getting again. I still got some ideas. We still got some people we can mine for content, you know. And yeah. you know what? I'll, and I'll just say this: there was a discussion, I guess, online last week of someone. It's not the first time that it's come up, and it won't be the last time that some indie wrestler wrestles for MLW as well was chastising people of saying. I get paid to wrestle and my matches are 10 to 15 minutes long and, you know, I should be paid for my time if I'm going to be on your podcast and all this other stuff and like this whole big luck multi-tweet thing, right? Mm. And I've had a lot of my friends on the podcast a couple years ago when I did the bit, when I had people call in and leave the voicemail of like, you know, me asking them to be the replacement host, Um, you know. They, I didn't pay them nothing. They didn't ask me for nothing. I asked them, hey, could you do me a favor? And, you know, most of them said no problem. Um, a lot of them either blew me off or just said no for whatever reason. I understood. And I led with that. And anybody that I've had on conversation with Joe and anybody that I will have on conversation with Joe, you know, and I'm very lucky to have a lot of friends in the wrestling business. But if I've reached out to someone, anyone, and they said, you know, you have to pay for my time. I'd be like, I'm good. No problem. Um, if you don't want to do a podcast, just tell people you don't want to do a podcast. Don't make up a lie that, like, you know, you're going to charge people for it. And there was a time, um, maybe about, like, five or six years ago, where I know people that were making the transition from the indies to WWE were charging for podcasts. And they were out there a bunch. And then you saw a bunch of their interviews dry up. And, again, you could just say, I don't want to do your podcast. It's a lot easier than, like, a multi-tweet thing saying you're going to charge people. So I shouldn't be charging people to go on their podcasts, is what you're telling me. Oh, you do whatever you want to. <laughs> All right, as long right. as you don't make a multi-tweet thread about it, you're fine. <laughs> I do, but the algorithm blocks me anyways. You'll That's understand. true. You're shadow banned, so I don't see it. All right. Speaking of people that are shadow banned, these podcasts, Joe, <laughs> Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, We Need Wrestling, Porch Talk, Viewer's Choice, Indie Wrestling Guide, Wings on Wings, Hayabusi, Chicken Salad Pod, and Final Wrestling Place. I need anabolic steroids from this doctor right now. <laughs> anabolic steroids is a logical next step. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. All right, Joe, best part of the show. Some might cost a little. Some might cost a lot. But I'm the $100 Vansky. And your figures will be bought. (laughs) 
Uh, Joe, breaking news. You're hearing it here first next week on our combined super show. Brett will actually be singing the $100 Vansky theme song. Oh, he doesn't, nice. He doesn't even know it yet, but he's going to oh. do it. <laughs> do we need to get an instrumental version of it? We might. So that, like, I could play it without your vocals uh, so that yeah, he you can know eat on it. Uh, DeWiki, send that to Joe. You have the raw audio, probably. All right. All right, cool. Um, Joe, I saw your notes, and I see you have a couple things. Yes. I have a purchase, so I'll let you go first. So before, when I sent you the email this morning, you saw the email that I sent you at about 8 o'clock this morning. I had nothing. Okay. And then in the last 12 hours, I got two things, right? All right, what's one of them? One of them is Todd's Christmas present. Um, if you listen to At Odds, and again, I, again, concerted <laughs> effort, Todd's never coming up on the show again after tonight. <laughs> he's, sure. he's not shadow banned, he's banned, banned. Yeah. Um, but usually we do uh, for Longbox Heroes, Patreon, Previewing the Past, we go through stuff, um, you know, 30 years ago, whatever it is. And then Todd will mention something like, oh, I had this, but it's gone, or I wish I had this, or whatever it is. And I always make little notes for myself, and I say, oh, this, this, that, the other thing, right? So there was one thing that I had on my list from a couple months ago. And again, I'm just being vague with a couple months ago. And then I was watching them and they weren't selling. And then something happened within like, like two weeks where I saw a lot of the people that were selling them on eBay were changing it from like a bid to a bid with a reserve. Right? Mm-hmm. So I saw one and I made an offer, which was like, cause I, I'm like, oh, let me see. I, I have an idea of what I want to pay for this. And let me do this, less the shipping, and the reserves, like, reserves not met. And I'm like, well, I'm seeing one right here that is, let's just say, 60 bucks, or make offer, free shipping, no reserve. Well, I'm going to offer this guy what I just offered you with a reserve, and you rejected it, and I offered it to this guy, and he accepted it. And his picture of this thing looked much nicer than your picture of this thing. Yeah. All right. And Adam uh, could see what it is, but I'm not saying what it is. Yeah. No, I saw in the notes there. I, I'm actually curious as to what that actually looks like, too. I, I'm sure I remember you guys talking about it. but I can pull uh, up a picture of it. Yeah, sure. I'll pull, like it's, it. it's, you, you have to text shit to me, right? I can uh, just do this. I wonder if we, if one day, if we ever evolve how we do a podcast, if we can both share screen and do audio and stuff like that simultaneously. StreamYard, baby. StreamYard. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. See, that's, some, that's something I totally also would want and just it would go someplace. And, like, I would never look at it again, but I'd be happy I had it. You know? Right. And again, as you see right on the, let's say, the, pack, the package, it says sure. 1993 because we were doing the 1993 stuff. And I didn't know that this would be in Todd's wheelhouse. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I can't, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just don't want to divulge why I agree right. with you on that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, as I said, I just bought one thing. Um, I am currently in the year of financial responsibility. So sure. obviously uh, I, I'm not spending and, uh, one thing popped up on my eBay, and the only reason I bought this, Joe, is because it was so, so cheap. So, so cheap. And I'm going to send you a picture of it. 
Uh, I bought a test shot prototype to, I believe, a 2018 WWE Elite Series Alexa Bliss figure. And it was, I want to say, $29 shipped on eBay. So uh, I I was just like, well, I, I don't own a Bliss test shot. And it's super cheap. And it's obviously right. one I have a figure of. And right now, I mean, honestly, I have the Iconics. I have Orange Cassidy. I have Alexa Bliss. If I can get myself an Eddie Kingston test shot, I can officially say I'm done <laughs> with prototypes. Uh, so I'm one step closer. And like I said, the price was so cheap and I just jumped on it. So even though I am in a full spending freeze, uh, I, I could not justify not buying that at that price. Um, yeah, again, I, I hear you, you know, you're a test shot guy. So, you know, this makes a lot of sense. Um, the price on it, I like on the box that it says a highly detailed action figure, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then the face on that Alexa Bliss figure sucks. The face? The face. <laughs> uh, yeah, she has one decent looking figure, uh, where it actually looks like her. Some of her figures, go ahead, I... Look up on your Google machine. Uh, I it's an Alexa Bliss basic series where she's wearing a suit. See if you can see that on the screen. It is quite possibly the worst action figure ever made from a likeness standpoint. But her, her it's a basic. First, it's a basic. It was when she was like out of action thanks to Ronda Rousey for the year, and. Uh, she was the host of WrestleMania and doing like the moment of bliss and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's that one in the, with the suit. See if you can get a close up picture of that. Uh, that's a bad picture of it. No. You need a higher yeah. resolution thing. Come on. Yeah, that don't look good. <laughs> That's a, a terrible. All of her, fig- she's got like Bret Hart syndrome when it comes to likenesses on figures. That looks like a Brooke Hogan figure. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. But what are you gonna do? Her her basic rookie figure, the NXT figure, is a good likeness, and she has uh, a baby face like like pande- pandemic era figure that's a good likeness. But all the rest of them look terrible. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's all I bought, Joe. What's what else did you get? So you maybe you remember from a couple weeks ago, I mentioned it here on the show uh, where I had pre-ordered the McFarlane Toys DC Sinestro figure, and it was the Sinestro that I like and the yellow outfit, you know, all gimmicked up, you know, the modern version of them. And then my package gets delivered, and I open them up, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Like. Did I get like? Did I order the wrong one? Is this like a misprint or something? Because it's Sinestro, but he's in like the Green Lantern outfit, and I'm like, that's cool and all, but I wanted the one in the yellow outfit, right? Yeah. And then I go online, and I'm like, what's going on with this? And everyone's like, you idiot, you got the Chase, right? That's like a fifty dollar figure. And yeah, I'm like, platinum oh. edition. what? The, the platinum edition is what they call them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I wanted the regular one, and then everyone's like, oh, you'll find the regular one out and about, you know. So I'm sitting here working, work's been busy, and I get a text from DJ, and uh, he's like, oh, it's at the Target, uh, you know, 32 bucks or whatever it is with tax, and uh, I go, I'm trusting your judgment, how's the box look? And he's like, oh, box looks okay, here's a close-up of a, a, a spot that I have a question about, uh, but I would buy this if it was me, I'm like, no problem, money sent, I'll get it when I see him on Saturday, 
Uh, very nice of DJ to do that. Very nice of all of us to be uh, looking out for each other. You know, it's so nice to be part of a toy community <laughs> and family. You know, that's not looking to grift each other and like charge seventy dollars shipped for a a forty dollar figure. You know, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I want to take this time to give DJ my Person of the Year award right now. Never been given out before publicly. It's being given out publicly here. Do you want to know why I'm giving that to DJ? Not just because he picked this figure up for me, right? Okay. So this is not the first time, but definitely recently. When everyone's been looking for, like, that new set of the elites that have the end cap, you know, with, like, the Terry Funk and the Honky Tonk Man and the everything else in it. Mm -hmm. And everyone goes and, like, oh, the figures are here and I'll get what I want. And I come back, like, a day later or an hour later and, like, oh, it's been cleaned out, but the end cap thing is here. What do I always say, Adam? What do I say to all of you guys when you post that picture in the in the <gasps> Discord? You say, get pick it up, walk out the store. I say, pick that up and walk out the goddamn store with it. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, you know, somebody will stop me. Oh, they're probably going to take it back for inventory. Uh, excuse, excuse, excuse. You know what DJ did today, Adam? Fucking he took picked the it up and walked it out. He picked the goddamn thing up and he walked out with it. And you know what happened? Nothing. He brought it home. Nobody stopped yeah. him. Do you no, think a dumb punk to... kid working at Target is going to give a shit? I'm thinking of like, uh, what is it, the squeaky voice teen from Simpsons. Like, oh, sir, you can't take that in. <laughs> and, and DJ just shows him the picture of him standing next to Lance Archer, right? <laughs> I heard Pat on Stink Sheet last week or whatever the hell it was. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got to meet Lance Archer. I'm doing a bad impersonation of Pat's voice. It's insulting. I apologize, Pat. I'll do a normal voice. Uh, Pat says, oh, yeah, I saw Lance Archer. He's huge, man. He's a monster. And I'm like... I stand next to DJ all the time, and he's not a monster, and he's like got an inch shorter than Lance Archer. What are we doing here, guys? But anyway, DJ listened to me. He took the end cap thing, and nothing happened. He took it home. Now, is DJ going to go and sell that on eBay? Probably not. Is Michelle going to be pissed that he's bringing more <laughs> shit home? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but let this be a lesson to you, Adam, and everyone listening. When you go to the store and they have those end cap things and they're empty, just fucking take them. Well, nothing I, will happen saying, to you. You're saying let this be a lesson to me. I didn't want one though, so why would I take one? Because you can go and sell it in the other toy group. I'm not. You have any? I, I just went through trying to ship a giant piece of cardboard and plastic yesterday. Do you have any idea how much it would cost to ship that thing, even though it weighs nothing? I think just based break, on the size. I think if you break it down, maybe. I don't know. Then you're you're folding it, maybe, because those get shipped assembled. Yeah, I don't know. But, anyways, good. I, I am happy for DJ. I am curious as to how he's going to use it. Maybe he'll talk about it on tonight's show. Like he's not a mint unbox guy, and like that's a perfect thing to like fill up with your, you know, your elites and whatever. But I know he opens all of his figures, so I'm curious what he's going to actually do with it. Mm -hmm. So. I'm going to find out about that. I, I don't own any fixtures like that. I've, I've never had the need or never felt the need, but I can, I can see why somebody would like if, if one of my guys was on it, you know, next time when they put it out and there's the Alexa bliss on it, Adam, you know what to do. 
You know I, I, what to do. I do. I need more Alexa Bliss cardboard in my house. Yes. <laughs> the ones you have are so ruined. So, <laughs> I so laminated ruined. them first. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. Again, I, DJ got me my Sinestro. Uh, I almost said what Todd's gift was. But uh, mm. DJ, get in the end cap, baby. You Everybody do the same. And not just the WWE things, like when they have like the cardboard displays, like say they have a Star Wars one or say they have a whatever, and there's yeah. none of those figures there, just take it home. Yeah, I can tell you as somebody who worked in retail, when they tell you, well, we have to, th- that has to get sent back to like the, the, the manufacturer or the vendor, uh, none of them get sent back. They go right in the cardboard compactor. Uh, they just tell you that you can't have it because they don't want to deal with like people asking all the time. So they want to spread the misinformation of these things are not up for grabs. So either they're going to get destroyed in the back or they're going to get taken by an employee that already called dibs on them. You know, like, like for example, if some employee was to like take a sign that promoted the release of a DVD and then 20 years later, sell it on eBay for hundreds of dollars. Like that's, that's Mm -hmm. the grift. You know, they're they're, just take what you want. So I may have to employ DJ to do this and we'll wrap up the show here. So one of the McDonald's is around here, right? Um, the current McDonald Happy Meal toys are these like stupid, like fucking like little mini Funko Pop things, Disney One Hundred, some shit, right? I don't care, right? Mm-hmm. But the previous Happy Meal gimmick was Pokemon. One of the McDonald's around here, even though they're giving out um, the Disney stuff, they still have the signage in the window of the Pokemon stuff, right? Okay. Went to it a week or two ago, and my kid's like, oh, that Pokemon thing's still up, and they don't have the Pokemon stuff. We should go in there and ask for it. And I said, ah, I can't. Look at me. If I go in there and ask for it, McDonald's is different, but if you and your mother go in and ask for it, they'll definitely give it to you guys. But the problem is, and then we have the conversation later with my wife, she's like, oh, no, I would never do that. I go, see, that's the problem. I need DJ to go to this McDonald's and just take. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you need DJ to go to McDonald's and impersonate April. <laughs> no, just take it. Yeah, just take it. He's got the bug now. He's he's going to be known as the guy who just comes in and takes your old stock signage, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a good bit. I like it. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, Jeff. All right, everyone. Thank you very much uh, for listening. This was uh, episode 267. And I'll close out with this and say uh, they officially, officially announced uh, the next LVAC show at Sokol's is uh, December 29th. Friday night is the Friday after Christmas. Go check it out. It's always a great time. Wrestling's great. I'm glad they're back at Sokol's. I'm excited. I'll see everyone there. Uh, For Adams, Joe, episode 267, be safe out there and, and enjoy some wrestling. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks.